Hello from Berlin and welcome to day one of the industry event of Berlinale's European Film Market. This is your morning brief with me, Julia Fidel, and we are here to keep you updated about the latest industry buzz and guide you through the many highlights of the day. I am talking to a different expert each day and today I'm very pleased to welcome the international features editor for Deadline, Diana Loderhaus. Welcome, Diana. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So, Diana, today is the first day of uh, Berlinale's industry event. And uh, uh, let us know, what is the thing that you're looking forward to the most? You know, I think this is such an interesting time for the industry right now. Um, you know, not only are they have, is the industry having to kind of adapt quickly to this uh, global pandemic that we have all been dealing with across the world, but, you know, this is the first, this is um, the first international market of the year and uh, indeed the first uh, EFM that's been done digitally and I think it's going to be really interesting to see the level of acquisitions and the, the activity we see there. There's, you know, some 820 films screaming in the market. That was more films than last year. So I'm um, really looking forward to kind of seeing some really good titles out there. What kind of Uh, buying appetite people have at, at this moment in time. Right. Yeah, we, we spoke about this earlier and uh, you were saying that one of the most interesting aspects of this year will be the assessment of price and, you know, the value of content for indie buyers, given the risks and the uncertainties of the current situation. So um, what's your prediction for that? I think, you know, it's it's really tough for independent buyers out there at the moment. I mean, the and has been, of course, since, you know, cinemas, most of the world, well, much of the world is still on uh, lockdown and so only a few markets have opened up, you know, China and Australia have, and that's looking quite healthy, really healthy and very optimistic on some levels. But much of us are still in a lockdown here in the UK. Cinemas at the earliest are expected to open May 17th. Hmm. So, you know, there is that buyers are going to have to not only will they be competing with streamers that have been quite aggressive and they've been kind of benefiting from this captive audience, uh, people being at home and watching films at home on their on their services. But buyers now will have to look at, you know, not whether or not the title will work in their market, but also it's this sort of. Uh, predicting what it will look like on the other side of the pandemic. And that's a very difficult thing to do, I think, to kind of assess the price point and value now of these films in such a uncomparable time. There's never been a time like this. Uh, that's very true. Um, and because you said it's such a difficult task, um, what do you think um, would be, um, you know, titles or, you know, some uh, some trends that, that, you that you see will, will be interesting There's a um, there's a lot of really great titles out there, really interesting titles. There's like the you know there's a full gamut of different types of films with some big names. I mean, Film Nation has Paul W S Anderson's In the Lost Lands, that's based on a short story by Game of Thrones creator George R R Miller, and that stars Mila Jovovich and Dave Bautista. I think there's actually a presentation for buyers today on that. Um, so I know some buyers are quite excited by that. Then Endeavor will be selling Duke Johnson's The Actor with Ryan Gosling, as well as um, they've got a John Hamm and Tina Fey comedy called Maggie Moores, which um, is John Slattery's second feature as a director. 
You've also got STX selling a psychological thriller, The Marsh King's Daughter with Daisy Ridley. A24 have Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. Um, you know, Chris, there's a Christian Bale movie that Mad River is selling called The Pale Blue Eye. Uh, and Rocket Science is selling a Robbie Williams title with which will be directed by greatest showman director Michael Gracie. There's a, you know, there's a real um, selection of interesting content there out there that's up for grabs. Yeah, and quite quite some big names as well. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say? Um, how you know the streamers? Which role they take in this in this market? So the streamers, it's I mean, it's it's been such an interesting uh, journey to watch over the last year, especially, you know, as I said, they are um, benefiting from audiences being at home and using their services more than ever. And they have deep pockets at the moment. And certainly in Sundance the other month, you know, Apple swooped in and bought Coda for a record $25 million dollars uh, for worldwide rights. And I, you know, it's, um, it's it's interesting it will be interesting to see because they typically buy worldwide rights and i know that's left many independent international buyers feeling uh a little kind of hard done by by it and frustrated um so i wonder you know it would be interesting to see what their role will be in the future will they always take worldwide rights is there a way they can work with the independent buyers um who, who knows it's, we've yet to see Right. Yeah. Um, and just um, to see where we can uh, find you for the rest of the day. Um, what will you be watching today? What is your top tip not to miss? Well, today I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to the opening session at four o'clock uh, for EFM and seeing all the faces that will be there. Um, that's always a good one. Uh, throughout the next few days, I really want to see the Tina Turner documentary. I think she's fantastic, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I'm really intrigued to see Daniel Bull's uh, Next Door, which which he'll be directing. So, yeah, those are those are ones that I'm personally looking forward to seeing. Great. Well, I'm with you on the Tina Turner documentary. Really interested <laughs> in this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Diana. Um, thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm here today with EFM's Temba Bebe, who's going to tell us a bit more about what we can expect on today's industry sessions. Thank you, Julia. Um, uh, today, of course, we have our opening session, which starts at 4 p.m. CET for all of our listeners who are not based in the Central European time zone. Um, and obviously, today's the first day of the EFM and the EFM industry session. So this event really kicks off the industry sessions, which is our five-day um, conference program, which for all the reasons we know, is obviously online this year. Um, the conference program will be replete with talks, round tables, presentations, think tanks, and so much more um, on all the subjects that are currently affecting the industry today. All right, that sounds like a lot indeed. So tell me a bit more about the opening session. Yeah, so in the opening session, we'll really spotlight the themes um, with a host of spoken word formats, such as an in-depth analysis by Ampere with um, an outlook on the industry. We'll have clips from all of our beloved industry peers about how they are coping with the new um, work-at-home reality. And we'll, of course, have a fireside chat featuring three key advocates on inclusion, 
Frank and Leonard, Ella Meyer-Tale for this, and Chelsea Winstanley. Oh, Chelsea Winstanley. She's been here quite a lot, hasn't she? She has been here quite a lot. She has a tradition of coming to Berlin, and she'll be returning to Berlin this year with a film which is selected at Panorama, actually, uh, called Night Raiders, and which also features Ella Meyer-Tale for this as the main actress. Mm, very nice. What else? Um, and then we'll finish off, last but not least, with a social sustainability talk with a mental health um, consultant called Katrin Dennis Gonzalez. Uh, and then we'll seg you into a mix and mingle where you can meet all of your usual counterparts and meet some more new people. That sounds amazing. Meeting new people. Who doesn't need a bit more of that these days? Absolutely. And today is also the first day of the co-production market, right? It is indeed. Um, so the co-production market brings together 35 features and 10 series projects with international co-production and financing partners. Um, the market itself comprises 1,300 one-on-one meetings, which obviously this year take place um, online. Ah, great. And there's also a talk program, right? There is indeed. So if you want to um, join spontaneously, so to say, our spot a talk program, um, it's, that's really accessible for market, market badge holders who can um, join a full series of talks and other sessions uh, organized by the co-production market. You can, in fact, join the team this morning at an opening for an introduction and watch the case study on the competition entry and former corporal market project Bad, Lucky, Banging or Loony Porn, I love this title, um, where the producers will shed their light on the journey of, of, the, of the past year um, in, in, in really making the film. Or you can hear uh, about funding and co-production possibilities in four select countries and regions at the country session today at 4 p.m. Oh, great. And then I'm, of course, asking about the meetings again. What about the meetings? So the co-production market also has a second category of meetings. These are the speed matching. That sounds exciting. Yeah, the co-production market is a really exciting place. Um, if you consider that this year we have four films selected at, at this year's Berlinale and two uh, former co-production Uh, market projects which is shortlisted at the Academy Awards so it really is um, the place to be to scout for the next generation of great films let's do that then great so this is it for today's morning brief I hope your days are packed with events to check out and moments to revive with some yoga or music in between don't forget your breaks just because you're in front of a computer But when you have some spare time and you want to fill it with some extra wisdom, I recommend to check out our long episodes, which are being released throughout the year. They're with, for and about the international entertainment industry. That's basically you. So our first Industry Insights podcast has been released already and it focuses on macro trends in production. And for that, we have Guy Bisson from Ampere Analysis in conversation with media analyst Johanna Kolyonen. And these two will speak about the rapid changes in the industry within the last year and what that means for the ever-growing streaming landscape, for broadcasters and for cinema releases. They talk about which content will be in demand in the near future and where hidden opportunities might lie. So tune into that, let us know what maybe surprised you the most and now please enjoy your first day of Berlinale's industry event 2021. Mm -hmm. 